Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Social Room Podcast. I'm Alec Ruman, your host. I'm a little bit late as per usual, but I wanted to cover something that I watched in a video uh, by NFR Podcast. If you haven't heard of them, make sure to go check them out if you're interested in uh, hip-hop-related content. That's something that I'm actually super interested in. I'm really interested in music, have, have always been. And um, I know in the last few episodes... Uh, of the social room, I've kind of been covering things such as like, you know, the the artistic integrity of video games and the way that the industry is exploiting its workers to kind of churn out content faster and, um, you know, have a shorter lifespan uh, for both the production of a game and kind of like the upkeep of it. And I also covered that uh, very early on in the podcast with the SAG-AFTRA and like the writer strikes. Um, and like, this is really big for me because... I've always been kind of a proponent of maintaining artistic integrity um, in no matter what creative medium you're in. And this is the music industry is kind of going through the same thing that I've been covering uh, for industries such as the video game industry or, you know, uh, film or television. Just uh, it's kind of going through the same sort of woes, I guess. And I wanted to cover that because I, f I found it to be really interesting. So setting the stage, uh, most of this is happening because of short form content such as, uh, you know, on TikTok or YouTube shorts or Instagram reels. Obviously, if you want to reach a younger audience, such as, you know, like I'm 22, if you want to reach me or, you know, someone younger than me, TikTok's probably going to be the best place. And as the years go by for this app, uh, there's also a larger audience for, you know, people who are older than me. So uh, millennials have a pretty big presence on TikTok, uh, and like Gen Xers and boomers are starting to use TikTok a lot more recently. So obviously there's a pretty big market, uh, for short form content. And obviously like marketing on TikTok is huge because the algorithms are very strong. And once you get going, you'll be seen by a lot of people. And, you know, this is something that I've kind of covered in a video, uh, on my main channel on YouTube. And also something, you know, a little bit uh, mentioned once or twice where, you know, kind of grifts are being run. Obviously, you want to, like, maximize your money and the views to market and kind of throwing kind of the integrity of whatever you're doing or advertising to the wayside in order to promote and generate more, you know, views or clicks or follows or whatever that may be. And so we're kind of seeing that with the music industry right now. And so I wanted to cover this. Uh, I'm not going to focus more on like other industries other than hip hop, because like, that's not totally my wheelhouse. Uh, I've never been too super into pop music. So I won't be like mentioning like Taylor Swift or, uh, other artists that have grown to prominence through TikTok, like black bear. Um, but I will be focusing on, on hip hop because that's where it's kind of seeing, the most dramatic change from what I can tell uh, from TikTok and short form content. So obviously in the last few years, uh, TikTok has kind of, the way that you get big on TikTok, obviously, you know, videos are recommended to be around 15 seconds for maximum like viewability, uh, for maximum engagement, and then it will also be pushed harder by the algorithm. And so a large a large majority of these videos use popular music or excerpts of music from the past 
in order to kind of uh, stimulate, you know, auditory senses. And, you know, that's a very important tactic for a lot of these videos. So uh, a lot of, you know, big artists have blown up recently because of some catchy hooks or a certain part of their song that gets popular on TikTok and it becomes a, uh, a large trend for people to use the specific sound. So take, for example, Steve Lacey with that song, Bad Habit. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's that really famous clip where everyone stops singing whenever, <laughs> whenever he moves on to the second, uh, to the second verse of his song, and he stops saying, "Oh, it's a bad habit," and everyone just shuts up. And obviously, he got a little upset about that. There's a quote of Steve Lacey saying that I, you know, I'm not a robot. I'm a human, and like obviously, people need to treat me that way. Um, so it is affecting these artists where, you know, people are not gravitating towards their song. They're gravitating more towards a certain clip of their song, uh, of around 15 seconds. And so, um, some big rap artists have blown up recently, uh, see Ice Spice, um, <laughs> or even one of the biggest artists in the hip hop scene right now, Doja Cat, uh, it can owe a lot of her success to how popular her songs have been on TikTok, uh, get it to it. Yeah. Or like the, um, the cow song or pretty much anything. Uh, paint the town red is her, uh, number one single that released this summer. And like that one grew to be huge on TikTok. Um, but obviously you've got these artists who are kind of focusing more towards releasing music that is comfortable to consume on short form content. And labels are kind of pushing this as well because, you want to kind of pay back the advance that you pay the artist that you sign. And you may be pushing more towards an artist to release something that's going to be viral on TikTok. Um, or maybe, you know, it's kind of the same thing as pushing towards a radio friendly song. Um, you may be pushing an artist to release something that has a catchy hook to immediately get that revenue generated. And if that song blows up to be viral on TikTok, like these, you know, um, label music label companies like their executives are pushing for uh sure you're going to pay back your advance but for the artist it may not be artistically exactly what they want and i think something that nfr podcast missed is that obviously when you get these songs that are popular on tiktok sure you're going to be reaping some of the benefit um i'm not really sure like it is a case-by-case -case basis on the revenue share between uh, the musical artists and their label that they're signed to. But if Taylor Swift can say anything, it's usually not very high. And the revenue that you're receiving from, you know, big songs, especially earlier in your career is, is kind of negligible. Um, anyways, but you're, you've get these big songs that go viral on TikTok. But the, I think the main issue that NFR podcast missed is that TikTok is positioning, uh, positioning itself to kind of be the everything app. And whenever you have a song that goes viral on TikTok, sure, you have people listening to a 15-second clip of your song, but they're not incentivized to click off of the app to go discover more of your music if you like it. They're only um, being stimulated in a way that relates to the current TikTok trend that is using your sound, and that's what they relate your song to. So whenever you get something that's big, like, uh, for example, this is this may not be... Well, no, this kind of is what happened. Um, you get a song like Paint the Town Red uh, from Doja Cat that like went really big on TikTok. Um, and then she releases her new album, uh, especially with the way that she's been positioning herself in the industry now, kind of being uh, pushing against like 
the way the industry has presented her and current uh, like standards for women and their appearance by you know shaving off her eyebrows. So she's completely changed her appearance, trying to be sort of anti-establishment and has released this album with such a large viral song, but it's her it's her lowest selling album so far. Um, and because people aren't incentivized to move towards, you know, an album, if they can just listen to a 15 second clip of your song on TikTok anyway. And obviously her positioning herself as counterculture uh, and kind of fighting back against the fans and the establishment that raised her up doesn't help. But I just thought that was something interesting. And that's something that happened with Steve Lacey too. You've got people who go to your concert because they know what bad habit is and that like chorus of bad habit. But as soon as you move on to a different verse, you move on to the bridge of your song. Nobody's singing. Nobody's participating in the audience because they only know you from TikTok. And then what's it going to be like whenever you get to your other songs? And I feel like this is particularly problematic for new artists too because whenever you get a song or if you get a song that you're trying to release like would you rather maximize the revenue that you have by releasing a song that's going to go viral on tiktok and probably at the behest of the music label that you've signed on to or are you going to do something that it maintains your creative integrity but makes no money and obviously i think that's been the conundrum of the music industry for quite a while um, do you want to release a radio hit or do you want to release something that maintains your artistic integrity? And I think that's something that musical artists have really been fighting against for a long time. But I think it's even more a problem now because like radio could only reach so many people at a certain time. But now you've got people who maxim like who are using an app that is intentionally maximizing the user's time online. So you are constantly vying for attention when at any moment you could just scroll off. Meanwhile, on a radio station, it was harder to find a different song or a different station. It actively, you know, it was, it was, it, there was more steps. There was more barriers to <laughs> move past a song. So you really have to fight for that attention now, especially with, you know, lower attention spans. Um, so yeah, it's, it's problematic for new music artists to come out and try to maintain artistic integrity uh, while, you know, it's so much easier to release something that is viral, but they only know that 15-second clip of your song. And now let's move back to the way this is affecting the hip-hop industry. Uh, over the last few years, uh, as artists have specifically been formulating songs and hooks and all of these different parts of their song to be TikTok-friendly, um, you've seen these huge breakout artists in the hip hop industry come out and then completely stagnate and drop off within a matter of years. So take, for example, Lil Tecca, like, uh, he says he's got 19 million, uh, listeners on Spotify, but the buzz in the news, like nobody's really talking about this guy or, uh, Lil Baby who positions himself very, very well in, uh, 2020 and people like Kanye West and, Lil Wayne were coming out and saying he was their favorite rapper. You had songs like Drip Too Hard, which went absolutely crazy in uh, the industry and made huge waves. He, where has he been? And like even more so now, like Jack Harlow, where, where has he been? Like you've got these this new generation of artists who have made TikTok friendly songs to, you know, kind of maximize their revenue in the short term, but have failed to cultivate a strong audience. 
and that of people who actually genuinely follow their music. And I'm not going to say whether or not, well, I, I will hint towards it. I don't really like any of these artists that much, but, um, they haven't really been focusing on, you know, the artistic integrity of their work. They've kind of been going by a hit by hit basis. And, you know, now they're kind of just trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle that they found on TikTok instead of just trying to formulate something that's original and of their own. And now it might even be too late for them because, you know, their 15 seconds of fame have run out and the spotlight has moved on to a newer artist in a different industry. And their chance is gone to kind of cultivate an organic audience that pays attention to their music for what it is and not just, you know, that 15 second hook or whatever. Um, anyways, I kind of hate the way that I sound in this episode. I, I, I definitely sound like my, uh, <laughs> sound like my dad talking about new music, but, <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted to, to mention that because, um, it, it really is something that I, I, I really push for. And there is something that I always want to be. And that's like, with my integrity intact and kind of maintain my creative spirit and release what I want to want, what I want to release. Um, because obviously like when or if that kind of huge boom hits, like you don't want it to be the wrong thing. You want people to know exactly who you are, what you're going to release, what, what drives you and what you really enjoy. And for these artists, I feel really bad because like they've been chasing the fame, they've been chasing the clout, they've been getting these huge songs on TikTok, and good for them. They've you know hit they've hit it big, but now they're kind of as fast as possible sprint to the finish line for revenue is kind of biting them in the ass now because they haven't cultivated a true following of people um, because you know like you can only chart and be involved in like the top 100 songs on Apple Music or Spotify for so long. And like, you, you're not going to have that many people, you know, listening to your album in, you know, kind of an album focused format. And I just feel kind of bad because these people have had their chance and I kind of feel like they've squandered it a little bit because they were trying to focus on the money as opposed to what really brought them to make music in the first place is you know be creative make the music that you want and when you do that when you maintain true to what you really want to create to your true creative spirit and making things that you would listen to that's when you cultivate a real like strong audience you look at people who blew up uh and made it super big in the early 2010s you know you got danny brown and then even so you're focusing now where you got people like a like Denzel Curry or um, JPEG Mafia who cultivated their audiences in a blog, you know, in the blog age of Internet very, very organically. And when they reached their big songs, Denzel Curry's ultimate JPEG Mafia had almost the entirety of veteran, you know, kind of blowing up online. Danny Brown had Triple X and Monopoly and uh, songs off of uh, old and he had these giant, you know, moments of fame. And if he had not, if any of these people had not maintained their artistic integrity and kind of stopped making what they wanted to make and like kind of chased that bag, 
they would probably be in a very different place right now. Denzel Curry is is definitely huge. He's in his own lane. So is JPEG Mafia. Danny Brown is running his own podcast, you know, making like TV and like scripting and doing comedy and stuff. Like these people are are maintaining their wealth, creating it generally generationally. And, you know, you look at them then. And, and for the perfect example, go look at Denzel Curry and the 2016 Double XL freshman freestyle and how many of those people have fallen off the face of the earth. Like, obviously, 21 Savage and Lil Uzi Vert still have some, kind of have some, like, relevance in, in the industry. Lil, Lil Uzi Vert released an album that went pretty big this summer, but, like, 21 Savage like Kodak Black, like, come on, guys. You, these people released huge albums, chased that bag, and then lost their relevance because they were only chasing radio hits instead of, you know, maintaining artistic integrity and building a following for who they were as opposed to their major hits. So uh, we're kind of seeing that now with TikTok, and I just wanted to bring that up because it's it's important for, you know, business too, like, if you don't maintain your integrity and your reputation and who you are and what makes you important, how are you supposed to build an organic following online when you just chase those viral hits and you're not going to grow a sustainable kind of good relationship with your audience online if you're really just chasing that next viral hit after viral hit as opposed to like growing a baseline audience for Whatever you're trying to do for your business, for your podcast, for your YouTube channel, for your music career, just stay in the lane and keep releasing content that's true to you because eventually that shows. And whenever you actually get that chance to make it big and prove yourself, you've got that catalog uh, of content for people to look at and, and go, yeah, this guy's for real and he's not just chasing the bag or this isn't just a one hit wonder. He has a whole lot of music that I'm interested in, either on SoundCloud or Bandcamp or whatever. And so I feel like this is just a uh, an important lesson for everyone is to just maintain your integrity. And that's about it. <laughs> um, I feel like I've kind of meandered a little bit on this episode, but I just wanted to get my thoughts out there. Um, super important topic to me. And I hope you all were kind of interested in it. Is TikTok ruining the music industry? Uh, or is it kind of going back to the way it was before with radio stations and payola making such a big influence on who makes it big and who doesn't? Uh, let me know in whatever kind of comments you are able to on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in and have a good day.